Michael Litton, the last DJ, host of Ride the Vibe, broadcasting from the killer studio, DRS-ATL, right here in Roswell, GA. GA, the uh, home of a lot of uh, drama right now. But uh, my host and uh, friend and buddy and and uh, just the amazing executive producer of the show, Waheed Gomes at The Sound. And I'm totally fired up and stoked to have Jerry Foster, director of Florence Academy of Fine Arts, with special guest Trey Nichols, an FAFA where others before self is alive and well. And Florence Academy of Fine Arts is not for everyone. It is for leaders of tomorrow. So Jerry and Trey, welcome to the show. Totally fired up. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. Oh my gosh, all the way from Florence, Alabama. Via the yeah, uh, Source Connect technology we use, which I, I don't know anything about, but <laughs> I love it because it makes uh, the show possible, Yeah, which is pretty cool. So for uh, all the uh, Florence Academy of Fine Arts fans out there, the way we roll the show is we do what I like to call just a old-fashioned music listening party. Jerry, uh, you know, us wise ones back in the day, you know, we'd sit around the dorm rooms in college or, uh, you know, in someone's apartment and we just queue up a bunch of albums, right? Uh, yeah. Albums, yeah, uh, you know, Trey, those things, that those disc things, those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Good old days. Yeah, the, and we just let them play. And, you know, everybody was, had a very eclectic mix. And so we'd be playing all sorts of different music and just let them play and sat back and listen. And we'd be, uh, you know, consuming our favorite beverages, et cetera. So here in the studio, and it's only appropriate, uh, I think, for, the, uh, the, for this show, we're featuring a drink mate, which is a carbonate anything drink maker. So it uh, will take any beverage that you've got and just carbonate it up. So pretty cool. So we're featuring that. We encourage listeners to sit back in the comfortable environment of their choosing and uh, listen to the music. And in this case, we are going to be playing songs off of the Florence Academy of Fine Arts debut album titled Something in the Water. So there's the tie in with Drinkmate. And we're not uh, playing the songs in their entirety, you all, because we want you to go out and buy this uh, CD, which is just absolutely stellar and killer. And where can they get that, Jerry? What's the best place to go? They can get it online at uh, the Alliance for the Arts. Uh, it's uh, on. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. They also have a web page. And I tell you what, while we're talking, I'll look that up so I can give it to you a little better. How about that? That sounds great because we you definitely threw me a curveball. I didn't know you were going to ask that. Well, you know, I'm a sales guy, Jerry. I want to sell some today. We're I'm asking the real you. questions today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want uh, people to go out and buy that because it's just a fantastic album, and I know the money goes to a great cause. And this was a labor of love for you all. And the music oh, is yeah. just so stellar. So talk, Jerry, if you would, just kick it off. Talk a little bit about at the high level, uh, the Florence Academy of Fine Arts and how you came to be the director and then, and, you know, then introduce Trey into the mix, if you would. Yeah, I can do that. Well, uh, originally, uh, it was kind of an idea that came about about 17 years ago. Um, we were looking at merging two schools here in Florence, Bradshaw and Coffee. And being, uh, not being from this area, but moved to this area and fell in love with it and realized the artistic abilities that were here visually, theatrically, um, musically, especially all of that. I thought, well, you know, we could, we could have a school of arts and sciences and really have a successful venture as far as education. Sure. Well, it wasn't embraced at that moment. It took, uh, several years later, 
for a different group of people to be in charge. The student and, wasn't uh, ready, Jerry, right? <laughs> well, the students, I think, would have been ready, but the administration at that time had other things on their mind. Right. You know, I'm not pointing fingers blaming because they were trying to merge two schools, so they weren't thinking about starting a whole new project since they already had one, mm -hmm. which was going to be a, a merged school system. So anyway, long story short, it took a few years, and uh, uh, Dr. Janet Womack, uh, who was the superintendent at that time and, and our board and our principal at that time, uh, Dr. Lynn Heiss, um, embraced the idea and mm. said, you know, I'm still doing a school of arts and sciences. Why don't we just do a school of fine arts? Nice. And so we started doing, investigating on what it would take to put together something like this. Uh, Dr. Womack and uh, Dr. Heiss flew to New York, looked at some of the finest schools in the nation up there, came back and said, they don't have anything that we don't have. Wow. We could do this. So we started meeting, and it took about a year for us to get, you know, have all of our different meetings and go through all the process. And then we um, did interviews for the job, and I applied for it. And at that time, I was the art instructor. But it, so I applied for the job, and I got it. Nice. And uh, because I'd been a high school art teacher, high school band director, choral director, I'd done theater, done opera, done a little bit of everything in my lifetime. So anyway, long story short, I got the job, and I started out part-time, and then eventually grew into a full-time job. But I retired from the classroom and just took this full-time mm -hmm. four years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're now in our eighth year, and we started with five programs, um, Art, band, chorus, theater, and orchestra with about 500-something kids. And within a year, we had grown to nine areas of fine arts and uh, 1,100 kids. And today, we've expanded our program down to the fifth grade, mm. where in the fifth grade, kids can get six, take, select from six different subjects. In the sixth grade, they can select from seven. And when they get seventh and eighth grade, they can select from eight. And when they get to high school, now they can select from 11 different areas. And we have over 2,500 kids that have signed up for classes in fine arts. Wow. So the program exploded. Now, Trey over here. Good on you. Yeah. Started in our program. Uh, ninth grade, wasn't it, Trey? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was ninth, in the ninth grade. grade. Trey, so welcome to Ride the Vibe. <laughs> Happy to be here, definitely. He grew up in the program, oh, and uh, he is just, uh, he is an outstanding vocalist, yeah. outstanding guitar player. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything. He's doing studio work now. He's performing. Mm. How many performances did you say you got this month? Uh, I've got 13 this month. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, with a, a lot of folks not working. Trey's yeah. working, and he's doing that. studio work on top of that and going to college. I love it. Well, speaking of working, what do you... What do you what do you think, guys, if we uh, tee up? I'm, I'm anxious to get the nut. Uh, th that was a great background, Jerry, and thank you so much for that. What do you yeah. think about uh, teeing up this title track? I can't wait to okay. get to it because I, I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Such a great such Something great in the water. And then we're, we're only going to go yep. play a couple minutes, and uh, then Jerry's going to, well, well, the music's playing. He's going to tell you all when we come back exactly where you can buy that so the money doesn't flow through Spotify or Napster or any of the rest of those places, but goes directly to the school because you guys want to go out and support the school because they're doing such amazing work. So if we could, Waheed, let's uh, cue up Something in the Water. This is the title track off their debut album. We're going to come back and then talk about of that song. Deep in the heart of Dixie There's a place that I call
and skin into the stones The swampers made it funky That's the Florence Academy of Fine Arts, something in the water off their debut album. Talk about that uh, song, if you guys would, and the vocalists there and the players, the Genesis, yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah, we can do that. This, I'll uh, give you a background on how it all came to be and yeah. trace part of that. Um, uh, not this past spring, but the spring before, Troy University has this thing called Mic Check, where they invite uh, schools to bring in groups. Could be a jazz band, could be rock band, could be whatever. And they, perform and that year they decided to start handing out awards uh like best vocalist best uh, um uh instrumentalist and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and the judges were robert w smith who's an internationally known composer and arranger um there was anthony chryson who was a lead guitarist for spin doctors mm-hmm. there was jilla webb and jilla who was mother was um same namesake was the lead singer for the Harry James Orchestra, mm-hmm. which a lot Frank Sinatra and Buddy Rich. Yeah. So we had some really good Heavy judges waste, there. Yeah. yeah. And so every time one of our kids got up to perform, Trey being one of them, mm-hmm. um, the judges was going, man, this must be something in the water <laughs> up where you guys come from. Uh-huh. And um, by the way, Trey did win the uh, best instrumental and one of our other students oh who's God. a good friend of Trey's, uh, Savannah Kirby, won best vocalist. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, anyway, long story short, we, um, during lunch, got to talking about this project that I was doing mm-hmm. and had been working on, which was this album, been working on it for a couple of years yeah. and had a lot of different artists on there. And it was going to originally be called For the Children, but... Um, Anyway, during the talking of all this and making comment about something in the water, Anthony says, well, I've got a song called Something in the Water I've been working on. Mm. He said, um, what if we make rewrite it and make it about Alabama? Since we got the melody line and everything, what if we rewrite it, make it about Alabama and the shows? Yeah. And so everybody wanted to participate. So mm. Anthony, who was in New Jersey, his co-songwriter, who's in Nashville, mm-hmm. Robert, who was in Troy, and myself here, mm-hmm. All literally wrote that song uh, online, mm. going back and forth and sending each other lyrics and making changes until we got it where we were happy with it. Mm. And then last December, um, Trey was part of a group who did a live performance of that um, at um, the Governor's Bicentennial Ball in Montgomery. Oh, my God. And Robert wrote a band arrangement of it, so the Bicentennial Band played it in the parade uh, uh, that the night the day after so I love it. it's had a really good um it's got a good background yeah it's got some wonderful people who have worked on it and and anthony's playing a little guitar, guitar on that isn't he on that song well yeah he did on the, on the live yeah. performance now on the actual recording it's um will mcfarland okay. and anthony playing the guitars yeah will was bonnie Raitt's guitar mm. uh, lead guitar player for eight years and he's played with everybody oh my God. You also had Clayton Ivey. Yeah. Clayton Ivey is uh, the keyboard player that followed after Spooner and them left here. And, uh, and Clayton went to work for Fame oh my God. in the next group after the Swampers. And then we had um, Justin Holder. And then we had uh, Jamie McFarland, who was Will's son. And then Cindy Walker and Marie Louie, who were... Some of the original, well, they did vocals for everybody that's ever performed at the shows. Wow. They still just magic voices. Yeah. So, who's, anyway. And who's on lead? Who's the lead vocals on that? Joe Smith. Joe he's Smith. a col- was a college student at yeah. Troy University. Oh, this kid's got a range yeah. that you would not believe. Yeah. Phenomenal. And just such a cool guy. Too, yeah, he is. Just <laughs> this, he is. I love that. that so when you have awesome. that combination, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the lead singer for Meatloaf. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I love Meatloaf, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm I want to, I wanna, well, we're going to take just a short break. 
to uh, support a sponsor that's near and dear to uh, my heart, which is uh, DRS ATL Atlanta, because Waheed is so gracious enough to uh, allow me to uh, host the show here out of his studio. So we're going to take just a short break and then come back and play some more songs off of Something in the Water and talk more about uh, the music. So stay with us, y'all. We're going to be right back. DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. We are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, having a great conversation with Jerry Foster, director of Florence Academy of Fine Arts in Florence, Alabama, along with uh, a student, a former student, Trey Nichols. And we just featured their title track, Something in the Water. Love that song. And uh, we were just chatting about some of the artists on on that uh, song and the process of the song, et cetera, and the birth of the of the album. And I want to I want to feature and have uh, Trey talk a little bit about this next song, uh, "Long Way Down." Trey, if you would kind of set it up before we we uh, play the track. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, fun fact about me: yeah. uh, I'm not the first generation of musicians in my family. Oh, um, excellent. My father, uh, who goes by the name Gary Nichols, okay, um, who was uh, a relatively big country. A uh, musician in the in the early to mid two thousands had a big song "Unbroken Ground" that went on to be on CMT, uh, and was on the radio everywhere for a little while. Oh uh, he gosh. joined a group called the Steel Drivers okay. in two thousand ten, sure. which was Chris Stapleton's yes, band. Yes. Um, all throughout the two thousands, and he left in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. And my dad is the one who took his place. Oh my god! And um, yeah, and so dad was uh was in that band for a number of years, I think seven, seven or eight years. And uh, in 2015, they recorded an album here in Muscle Shoals called The Muscle Shoals Recordings uh, that would win Best Bluegrass Album of the Year oh at uh, the 2016 Grammy Awards. What's the title uh, of that, um, Trey? The, that album? The, the album is called The Muscle Shoals Recordings. Muscle Shoals and, um yeah, and Long Way Down was uh, was one of the songs on that album that I just absolutely loved. And so okay. uh, when they were starting to put the final piece of this pieces of this album together that we were recording at the at the school, um, you know, I, I brought Jerry the idea. You know, I would I would love to to do a cover like a a steel a steel drivers cover. Yeah, and uh, we decided on Long Way Down, and uh, it's funny because since it was recorded in the Shoals and I have a, a great relationship with the, uh, with the studio that it was recorded at the Nuthouse recording studio okay. in Sheffield, Alabama. Yeah. Um, I, we were actually able to talk to the engineer over at that studio and some of the members of the steel drivers. And, uh, we were actually able to use most of the tracks from the original recording, oh my God. bring them over to the high school. And I was able to put acoustic guitar, um, uh, like rhythm acoustic guitar yeah. behind my dad's guitar playing yeah. and sing over those original recordings. Oh my uh, god! So it's kind of great because I'm kind of, it's kind of like, you know, singing with my dad's band. Yeah. Oh my, what a, and uh, that had to make him so proud and what the synergy there. That's just killer. Oh yeah. I definitely, uh, I'm not, I'm not much of a, of a country singer. So I had to put a little bit of my dad's twang on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is fantastic. Well, and some great history there. So, uh, if some, if someone wanted to get a little exposure to some bluegrass, some great bluegrass, they would want to check out the Muscle Shoals record. Yeah. The Muscle Shoals recordings. recordings and, uh, by the steel drivers. And, uh, that was a Grammy, oh, Grammy winning uh, album. Yeah, Grammy winning. I love it. Well, let's uh, let's circle back to uh, something in the water, and if we could, Wahid, tee up "Long Way Down" featuring uh, Trey Nichols and his father on this song.
It's a long way down. It's a long way down. Now you can't lie, 'cause girl, I caught you. You can't deny. It's a long way down. It's a long way down. Yeah, so far down that it ain't got a bottom. Thought you had wings, but I guess you ain't got 'em. Fallen angel, don't look now. Ooh, it's a long way down. Clinton, the last DJ on Ride the Vibe, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. And in this case, playing some killer music from the Florence Academy of Fine Arts in Florence, Alabama. That was Long Way Down, featuring Trey Nichols and his father, Gary Nichols. That's uh, Mike Fleming on bass, Richard Bailey on banjo, and Brent uh, Truitt on uh, mandolin. Love that song and that uh, version of, of Such. And uh, talk a little bit, if you would, you guys, about Muscle Shoals and, you know, the fact that it's just in the water there. I mean, and, and, oh and maybe gosh. one of, you know, I guess <laughs> yeah. setting it up, maybe uh, Jerry and then Trey, one of your favorite stories from Muscle Shoals and the, and the studios there. Wow. Um, gosh, you know, the beautiful thing about Muscle Shoals is most people don't know anything about Muscle Shoals. Yeah. <laughs> Even the ones who live here. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're a music uh, aficionado or a you know, musicologist, you, you got to know Muscle Shoals. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have had people, you know, Billy Bob uh, Thornton walking down the street, yeah. uh, Kiefer Sutherland walking down the street. You know, uh, the only person that I've seen uh, anybody go nuts over once they found out he was here was Steven Tyler. Uh, now, when yeah. Steven Tyler was here, he was a little nutty. I don't oh, mind yeah. telling you. <laughs> but <laughs> as far I mean, this is one of those places you can come. And that was, and it was always that way, all the way back to the 60s and 70s. Yeah. You know, the, the the Rolling Stones talked about it and other artists talked about it. It's, it's just that one little place that you can go and feel like you can relax and you mm -hmm. can do your music yeah. and people are not going to bug you. And it's always been like that. I remember... Um, I'm trying to think who it was. Um, who was the group? Right, my mind just went blank. They did all the gold in California. Um, oh my gosh! You're, you're, you're not supposed to be asking me hard questions. <laughs> That's for me to ask you. Boy, boy, <laughs> anyway, they were huge. Gatlin Brothers. Oh, okay. Gatlin oh, yeah, Brothers. Sure, sure. Yeah, they were here. Yeah, and they stood outside the studio over there. And just waved at cars going by. Nobody stops. <laughs> nobody doesn't just wave back. And it's just like, yeah. whatever. You know, and there's stories like George Jones. Uh, they took away his driver's license and his, his car. And next thing you know, he's going down the street um, <laughs> on his ride lawnmower. Oh, my you know, God. On his ride just, lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, it. he wasn't going to stay at home. I love so, that. So, I mean, it's just he had to we, get out we live in a different place. Yeah. And, and if you've ever watched the... Uh, uh, the movie, the documentary yeah. about Muscle Shoals, Just, they constantly mention in there yeah. the water. Yeah. There's something in here. So that the makes Native the title Americans track so prophetic, really. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And and there is a magic here. I had a friend yeah. of mine who's a producer in Hollywood. He came here several years ago. And we were looking at trying to do a project about the shoals, about the magic that's here. Yeah. And all the things that we found that were so interesting but nobody could pinpoint exactly what Ooh. it was, but they all said there's something <laughs> in here, the water. magic here. Yeah. Yes, in the water. I love you know? it. Well, um, you know, I think it's only fitting, Jerry. We we picked this specific, the date of this show specifically because it's Greg Allman's birthday today. God, yeah. Uh, God, wow. Yeah. God rest yeah. uh, his soul, a, a brother Man. passed. And my favorite story, or one of my favorite stories uh, from Fame Studios, there was this long-haired uh, hippie guy, you know, blonde hair, down long, long down his back, and he was hanging out and just, uh, I guess, in a tent or something around the Fame Studios, 
the Florence, yeah. Alabama Music Enterprises Studios, Fame Studios, Rick Hall, the uh, genius of that studio. And he's hanging out and uh, Rick Hall comes out and he's like, what are you doing? You know, what you he's like, what in the kid? He just kept hanging around, hanging around. And he finally identified that it was, uh, the kid's name was Dwayne, Dwayne Allman. And uh, I don't know how, maybe you know, Jerry or, or Trey, but how it came about. But uh, D- Wilson Pickett was recording at Fame Studios yeah. and uh, Dwayne suggested... <laughs> He had, he had some, uh, you know, he, he had some confidence. He said, hey, I think Wilson ought to do uh, Hey Jude. And uh, the rest is kind of history as it became the uh, title track of, I guess, Wilson's second or third album. And Dwayne ended up playing uh, playing some guitar on that song, and that set his career really in motion. Yeah, it was so funny about that that particular story you're talking about because um, um, he stayed back from lunch. It was really funny because during that time, Rick could take, you know, uh, some of his black entertainers and go to the Biscuit Village, which was right next door at that time. They go over and eat and everything. Yeah. You know, they might get a couple of little looks, you know, because it was 67, right, early 70s. Right. But everybody was cordial, but they couldn't deal with the long-haired hippies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had, a, they had a, more of an issue with him than yeah. anybody. So he stayed back from lunch. He didn't go. And when they came back, he suggested that about, why don't we cover... This and Rick said, "Cover the Beatles." Yeah, right. nobody covers the Beatles. You know? yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's he's talks them through it, and Wilson does it, and that iconic uh, bridge yeah. where the horns come in. Yeah, and he's laying out some lead guitar licks that yeah. just. Well, and as I understand it, touch. those yeah, those licks were so impressive to Eric Clapton that that was what triggered Clapton to uh, you know get uh, introduced to Dwayne and then uh, the, the Derek and the Domino's Layla sessions were a result of, of uh, that, you know, that those licks he laid down for that age. So. Oh yeah. he and, and slide guitar. I don't think anybody in the world can play slide guitar with a, a little glass bottle, pill bottle better than this man. Did. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, unreal. Well, it's no, and it, may, a great quote. May get close. Yeah. Great, great <laughs> quote from his brother. Uh, you know, it, a couple of, a couple of quotes, but uh, Greg was, Said, you know, they talked about how their father died at a young age, and Dwayne, as the older brother, really was, you know, the role model for Greg. And uh, Greg just, you know, loved his brother so much. But a great quote from Greg I didn't think we would ever make enough money to pay the rent by playing music. <laughs> so, all you, Man, I heard that. All you aspiring musicians out there, I think there's some. Uh, some uh, truth to that. Well, we're going to, we're going to take a little uh, short break to support a sponsor that's near and dear to my heart. Another one near and dear to my heart. And I, I know it's uh, it's gotta be near and dear to your heart as well, Jerry, because I know you had shared with me that your son was born prematurely. So this yes. is the found a uh, little uh, piece for the foundation for premature infants, which is a 501 C three. I started to advocate for these little people that have no voice in the world. So we'll be right back and we're going to come back and play uh, respect for an Otis Redding track by the uh, Florence Academy of Music. So stay with us, y'all. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision? is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. We are back on Ride the Vibe, having a conversation with Jerry Foster, director of Florence Academy of Fine Arts, and Trey Nichols, one of the former students who's out now, now out gigging like crazy. We just featured a song that uh, Trey was on, and I want to uh, I want to cue up "Respect" if we could, which is the eighth song on this album. And again, the album is just unbelievable. And uh, let's hear a couple minutes of that again. We're not uh, playing it in, in its entirety. And then Jerry, uh, you're going to tell us where. Folks can buy that album. Uh, I will. And, and, uh, and get the money directly to uh, FAFA. So let's hear a little respect. Respect. 
Franklin said about Muscle Shoals and the sound at Fame Studio, it's greasy. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. And that was recorded in the Fame Studio by the Muscle Shoals All-Stars, which include several of the original folks oh my who actually recorded that song with Aretha. Oh, my gosh. And and talk about the, was Clayton Ivey one of those, Jerry? Is that? No, actually, it was um, Spooner Holdem who okay. played, pl- played for her on that one. Yeah, I'll be darned. And David Hood was in there yeah. playing on Amazing. it. And Cindy Walker and Marie Louie, who were doing background, background vocals. vocals. And they did, and so, the, all three of those were uh, in the recording with Aretha when she did that. Yeah. Oh, man. And that really set her career off, I believe, didn't it? That, oh, it did. It did. You know, the uh, she recorded, she even said herself, it's the best stuff she ever did. She recorded in the shows. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it was amazing. And you know but, how, uh, how well, music is colorblind? Because, you know, I think people, you know, they thought the Swampers, but they were so funky. They go, oh, those have to be black cats. <laughs> and they exactly. Show, yeah, you know, yeah. they show up at Muscle Shows and they're going, who are these guys? Oh, And they're oh. these dorky looking <laughs> yeah, white, white guys, guys right. with the big old glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, better, better you to say the dorky part, Trey, but you're right. I mean, you know, they look hey, like, I, just I, like I geeks. say that speaking. Yeah. yeah, I say that speaking as a dorky looking musician. <laughs> oh, I love and it. with a lot of respect. Yeah, too. Oh, Oh, yeah. yes. Speak, of speaking of respect and people are going, whoa, you know, and they just had, they just had it though. Again, and I think it goes back to the title track, something in the water. We'll talk about um, how you picked the songs for the album. I mean, how you narrowed it down and what the well, selection process you know, was. This is, this is one of those things where, you know, I have to be honest. Uh, I was being very, very selfish. Um, I, I basically picked pretty much every song on there <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to make sure they were all songs from the, that had been recorded in the shows, with exception of one, which is one of my favorite songs, and that was James Brown. Um, it's a man's world, yeah. and we're going to get uh, to that, Jerry. We're going to play that, yeah. And I brought two extremely wonderful ladies in to do that, along with David Hood and yeah. uh, Justin Holder and Will McFarland and Clayton Ivy. And trust me, they they rocked it, yeah. And, it was, it was it was magical because you know you had those people who had never met, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we bring them into a studio, and then two ladies that was just that really amazed me because neither had they met the musicians, but they never met each other. Yeah, yeah. And within a few minutes, strike and tell you, within a few minutes they were meshing it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and, and this like, and you're talking wow. about, uh, we're, and we're going to get to it. I want to want to. Uh, Cue that up. But before we get to that, before you uh, cue up that song, um, I want to talk about Before He Cheats. And I want to play a little bit of that and then come back okay. to that. And then we'll talk about This is a Man's World because that'll tie us into uh, some other things as well. But we got to okay. have, uh, we yeah. got to uh, tease people up. So bef- <laughs> let's yeah, see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the beautiful thing about this album, too, Michael, is there is something on this album from everybody. everybody yeah. I mean, even the bluegrass, even country, yeah. you know, soul. Uh, everything. There's a little bit of everything in there. Amen to that. Well, let's hear a little bit before he cheats, if we could, Waheed.
Yeah, listen to those lyrics. You you, you better think before you cheat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that vocalist Natalie uh, Robertson, uh, and then yeah. who is that uh, cat uh, on the skins? Who, who's that? Oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Jerry, I knew that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. So talk a little bit about that track and you on drums and uh, Natalie uh, Robertson on the uh, vocals. Well, Natalie was, um, and by the way, I, we didn't, uh, I don't know that we went over this on respect. Uh, the young lady, who, let me, if, if I can go back. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. your show. Um, Evelyn Brock. E Evelyn Brock yeah. was the girl who sang that. Yeah. And she sang it, like I said, with the original guys who did it. Yeah. But Evelyn was a senior last year, oh just like gosh. Trey was a senior last year. Oh. And Natalie was a sophomore, sophomore last oh my year. Gosh. And um, all three of them were in our program. Now, Natalie is from Hamilton. So this year, because of all the COVID mess and everything, she is not up here anymore. She stayed back down there yeah. because of all the stuff that was going on. But anyway, Natalie first came here to this studio. She just finished the sixth grade. Mm. And her and her sister and a cousin and a friend had a group called Crossing Dixie. And they still are out there and they still do some stuff. But yeah. Natalie kind of went, she came in and um, they played a couple of, well, they brought in a couple of her songs they wanted to record. And I pulled her mom aside and I said, this child needs to do a single act. Yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, she had a phenomenal voice yeah. as a sixth grader, That's just finished sixth grade. Yeah. And then uh, she has grown up so much. And in fact, if people want to check her out and check out some of her more recent music, she's uh, on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, you can go to Natalie Robertson Music. Yeah. And it's got um, pictures and stories about her and, and a lot of her music. She was on, um, um, she got a, a golden ticket for the... Um, American Idol. American oh, Idol. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah, and so she's she's a beautiful young lady, yeah, very, very talented. Um, well, and that's a and good just, segue just, to our next song, too. Yeah, and so she was she was pretty awesome and uh, has grown up a lot, and she's, and Trey, I'll tell you, she is writing songs yeah. way beyond her years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got stuff on Spotify, too. So, yeah, yeah you can go and check out some of her original material well, on there as well. Well, for uh, all the listeners out there uh, uh, listening to Ride the Vibe, that are uh, musicians, I'm going to extend an open invitation to Natalie Robinson, to um, Evelyn Brock, and to Trey, absolutely. When you guys have six or seven songs you want to feature, I would love to have you on uh, Ride the Vibe. Definitely. And, and uh, we want to queue up Like a Natural Woman as a tie-in to both a tribute to Natalie Robertson and Evelyn Brooks and all the powerful women out there. This is a yes. Jerry Wexler track. And uh, Jerry Wexler coined the term rhythm and blues. So how cool is that? So if we could, yeah, Wahi, really. let's hear uh, Like a Natural Woman.
Linton, the last DJ host to ride the vibe, playing what he wants to play. And in this case, playing some just killer music from the Florence Academy of Fine Arts. And that was Jillia Webb on vocals on that track, tearing it up. Talk about uh, Jillia a little bit and that uh, selection, Jerry, or, or Trey, either one. Well, I will uh, tell you a little bit about it uh, because Jilla and I have been friends for several years. She is actually, her mom was Jilla Webb, who was the lead singer for the Harry James Orchestra oh, my God. back in the day. Yeah. And Jilla has done full concerts with big bands doing her mom's tunes. But in this one, she was at uh, a um, Edsel Holden uh, performance, the last one that Edsel did. He was he was a great big band aficionado from yeah. the area, put together these wonderful concerts. That was the only live performance we have, and it was done in a sold-out crowd of about 1,400, 1,500 people. Mm. And um, she was performing with the Ed Jones Orchestra, and trust me, those guys can rock the house. Yeah. And um, Jilla just, I mean, she went in there, and did, I think, one rehearsal and then got out there and just brought the house down. Mm -hmm. She did a couple of songs like that, and uh, everybody just loved it. And Jilla is, um, she's done a lot of Las Vegas things. She's done a Patsy Cline uh, uh, deal, and she did um, Stevie Nicks. Mm. Jilla's one of these versatile singers, and she actually trains a lot of singers up in Nashville. She can go in and literally within probably, what would you say, Trey, a minute? She brings the audience back to her. Yeah, they become part of her performance. Wow. And she is now at Auburn University, and uh, she is working as a starting up a popular music program that's similar to what they have at Troy University, at Auburn University, um, where they're stressing the importance of popular music. Mm. You know, historically yeah. and, and today. Yeah. And training young people how to be the musicians, the writers, mm. uh, arrangers, lighting technicians, sound technicians, uh, marketing. They teach them all the different aspects of yeah. the industry yeah. so that we have people ready for the future, sure. which is basically what we're trying what to you do guys here. Are doing, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, to try to try to prepare them for these programs when they want to go further. Well, just the, the, trade, just the three no, that have come. knows Jilla too. Yeah. I mean, just the Evelyn uh, Brock and, uh, and, um, you know, Trey coming out of the, out of y'all's place and Natalie Robinson. I mean, that's a high praise right there. And I know you touched on it uh, earlier in the show and I want to circle back around now to the amazing individual that, uh, it, you know, I say, of uh, of this of this person, you know, you've got the seven degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon, but basically uh, with Lucy Pillar, uh, the the owner yes. of AR uh, ARN Entertainment, All Right Now Entertainment. You've basically got two degrees of separation, maybe one from every musician on the planet. And I believe, as I understand it, it was Lucy who introduced you to the vocalist on this next song. Uh, Kaz Hawkins, uh, who she did, who was she did. Uh, Kaz is, uh, was gracious enough to join uh, us on Ride the Vibe. She's moved to France, but just uh, just a stellar singer out of um, of Ireland. And uh, I want to I want to cue this up if we could, Wahid. This is a man's world. We had like a natural woman, and now we're going to hear this is a man's world with Kaz Hawkins on uh, vocals.
Hawkins going back and forth with Kim Tibbs on This Is a Man's World. Uh, Jerry and Trey talk about that song and those uh, two working together as you alluded or, or referenced uh, earlier in the show. Uh, I was trying to remember, Trey, is that the one you played on or was it one of the others? Was this the... the... This may have been Emmett. Uh, I believe this was Emmett on guitar. Okay. Uh, Emmett Redding, another another alumni uh, of of Fafa, just a phenomenal guitar player and somebody uh, I looked up to yeah, a lot yeah. when I was coming up in the in the program. But he is actually playing guitar on this, and I was playing on um, I can't remember what what the other one that was that, I, I, that Kaz sang on. Was, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's several, and we also had uh, the the the, the uh, Swampers come in, you know, on yeah. one of one of the songs too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one, uh, of course, Kaz, I think is now like four times number one blues artist yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And uh, um, Kim had, uh, she did her album here two years ago in the shows and at Fame, and it had seven number one hits mm. in the UK and um, another that was in the top ten. She's a soul singer. And so... Um, and she she's, came here Kim and, is uh, from the States or is she from... She's from over in the Huntsville area. Okay. Yeah. And she came over here to do some recording yeah. and she needed a place to rehearse one evening and came by here and we met and she wanted to know if she could rehearse in our uh, Studio B and I worked it out so she could. She yeah. went in there and did a rehearsal with her group and then uh, just kind of formed a friendship and then next thing you know, she's back and says, I want to record my next album with y'all mm. using your students and using some of your faculty. Wow. and. So we did, and she actually we recorded enough of her double album, mm. which once this COVID thing goes away, she's planning on re- releasing. Does some beautiful, beautiful original music. Wow. Stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and she so, and Kaz are another one of those sweet people, too. She yeah. is just such a sweetheart. I love, and she and she had uh, Kaz had never met. Is that what you guys never were laid eyes on each other until they, yeah. uh, Kim walked in the studio? Now, I tell you a little bit about uh, what Lucy did. Yeah. Lucy and Steve Turner. Brought Kaz here, I guess it was four, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. She was here to visit the States and wanted to see the show. Yeah. So they came down, came by the school. We met, we talked, and she played a little bit with the kids, I think, or whatever at that time. And we did an interview and everything. And then um, she, too, kind of fell in love with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And she and I developed a, a good friendship. And then a year, I think it was a year later, she came back and she was here for 11 days. So we did a lot of recording, and then she did a lot of performing, too, in the area. Yeah. And so it just is, and of course, we're constantly in touch, her and her husband, David. We're always in touch. Mm -hmm. And just wonderful people. And and Lucy is such an angel. Yeah. And such a sweetie. She is amazing. Um, She is. She is. She's the best. And, you know, this just turned out to be a really, really good um, lot. So much positivity, because Kaz is story of her life's journey is amazing and then you have oh, such a, Lucy is such a bright light it's just really uh, it, and it and it shines through I think uh, in the course of the music and Trey you've referenced it with a, a number of your comments with these folks not only talented musically but also genuinely uh, bright lights as human beings oh definitely I don't I don't think in any, uh, during any of the time that we were working on this album, recording it, all of the different people we came in, I don't remember a single time not feeling joy yeah, about, yeah. you know, the excitement of what we were doing. Everybody mm-hmm. was just so cool. Kaz as well, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot to mention, was just so sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I was really nervous because uh, the the track that I did play guitar on, um, tell I was Mama. a freshman. Was tell Mama? Yeah, yeah, it was, yes, Tell Mama. There, yeah. Thank you very much. I, I <laughs> for some reason, could not remember the name of it, but I was a, no I was a freshman. A I was a freshman in tray. high school. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and, uh, and I had never... Played. I don't think at that point I had ever played on a recording in wow. my life. Wow! And so I was so nervous. And yeah. Kaz walked in yeah. and was so nice and just happy to be there. And yeah. was just like, "All right, guys, let's have fun." And yeah. so I think we did a test, like we did a, a run through just to practice, and then did it all in one take I after that. It. Just one take, and the it. energy was just so great. Yeah, I love. It. So and, and that's and a, beautiful. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, Jerry. You go ahead. I was just going to say the beautiful thing about this too is the way all of these people treat our students. Mm-hmm. They didn't treat them like they were kids. Mm-hmm. They treated them like professionals yeah. and yeah. they acted like professionals sure. and exactly. they performed like professionals. Yeah. 
Well, those are two incredible takeaways, right? I mean, you know, if you treat someone at a certain level that I, I think everybody rises to that uh, expectation. And then also, yeah. as you're saying, Trey, you know, you, if you treat people as you want to be treated, I mean, it just spills over into the experience and it comes across in the music for sure. Most so definitely. we are, I mean, we could do another hour for sure. And Jerry and I talked about this in the run-up to the show that that would probably be the case. And I would love to do another hour uh, with you all sometime. And again, just want to, uh, you know, really genuinely extend the invitation to any of these artists that we've referenced, Kim Tibbs, Natalie Robertson, uh, Evelyn Brock, any of the others, Trey, absolutely you as well, to uh, come on Ride the Vibe and we'll feature uh, your songs and we'll just chat uh, about your music specifically. But I would be remiss if we didn't get to this one last song, When a, a Man Loves a Woman, although there are many more on the album, I think there are 12, but we're just featuring uh, seven of them. But When a Man Loves a Woman, and then we're going to come back with final thoughts. So if we could queue up just a couple minutes of When a Man Loves a Woman. Ride the Vibe, When a Man Loves a Woman, only fitting to uh, end our show on on that note. All about love and light and positivity, especially in these crazy times. So uh, guys, just kind of wrap it up, uh, talk a little bit about the vocalist on that song and uh, parting comments and thoughts as we're at the top of the hour here. I'll let Trey lead off on that. Trey uh, has had experience playing with Savannah and everything, and they've known each other quite a while, and Nice. I'll let him talk a little bit first. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, Savannah is a is a dear friend of mine. Uh, she uh, is also uh, she goes to uh, to Troy University as well and is in the uh, populist program there. Um, just an absolutely incredible vocalist. Yeah. I mean, she's got so much power behind her voice and that vibrato. Mm-hmm. It, you know, some people would kill to have that vibrato <laughs> that she has. I mean, it's just. Yeah. So awesome. I mean, just perfect for a song like that, yeah, you know, and yeah. she's so versatile in, in all of the genres that she can, can sing. And, uh, it was just, it was just an honor to, to be in a program alongside her and to get to play with her. And yeah, when we did that mic check invitational, um, I, you know, had the honor of taking home the best instrumental performance, but Savannah took home the best vocal performance oh, and she did, uh, she did a cover of creep by Radiohead that would just knock you to the floor. Uh-huh. I mean, it was really, really amazing. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Savannah's just a, just a great human being and, and has just got so much talent. She's a great piano player as well and, and writes some, some really amazing original material from uh, you know some more uh, piano pop style things to, to Christian praise music. Well, that's the um, thing I love about this uh, album is that you have some you know, new artists, I mean, you know, younger artists, aspiring combined with seasoned uh, professionals that go all the way back to work with 
um, you know, Aretha Franklin, as you guys mentioned. So it's just a must to have. And Jerry, uh, where can they get it? Where, where, where should they go to get well, this? <clears throat> they can go online to A-L-A-R-T-S-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.org. And that stands for AlabamaArtsAlliance.org. Yep. And um, they can locate it there on the um, website. <clears throat> Excuse me, my allergies are killing me. And one hundred percent of the sales of the album yeah. goes to the alliance. Perfect. And none of it comes back to us. We did this as our others before self gift. I love it. And what it does, it goes to the alliance, and the money can be accessed by schools throughout the state that have no arts. And right now in Alabama. Over 70% of the schools in Alabama have no arts whatsoever, mm, 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 mm. but they can get money through the Alliance love it. to help them at least have some kind of art programs if it's nothing more than painting watercolor in an elementary school. We're there to try to help other schools because we've been so blessed where we are yeah. to be able to do the things that we've done that we wanted to help others. Well, I love and this that. this is a way of doing it. Yeah, I love that tie in. Others before self. Florence Academy yep. of Fine Arts just had a great conversation with Jerry Foster, the director, and musician extraordinaire Trey Nichols playing on <laughs> this uh, great CD. So go out and buy that, y'all. Christmas is coming. Support this uh, wonderful organization and listen to some killer music. Michael Litton, the last DJ host to ride the vibe. The hour's just flown by. We are out of here. But if you uh, haven't been able to, to uh, catch the show, uh, on the usual spots. Uh, we've got a collaboration we're doing with a new radio station, uh, Radio Tucker out of Tucker, Georgia. And it's an online radio show, radiotucker.com. They like to say of themselves, and I think this is pretty cool, locally programmed, globally enjoyed. So this show will get featured uh, in a time slot on Tuesday evening from nine to 10 at some point in time down the road. So a lot more listeners will be uh, tuning into this show and this great music that we've featured. You guys are the best. Thanks so much. We're out of here. Michael Litton, last DJ host to Ride the Bob. Oh.